WHMP. And we're live here on the afternoon. Buzz, Buzz, how you doing? I am doing well. I'm doing quite well. I'm doing quite well for a variety of reasons. One is I'm looking out the window. I am uh, I am doing the show remotely from beautiful Ashfield Mountain, and I'm looking out the window, and it is just a spectacular, a uh, little warm, but nevertheless fall-like day, and I'm just enjoying the heck out of it. Uh, and uh, I can't wait to talk to Brian Adams about our uh, garden activities and the like, but I'm also doing well because um, of an AP article that I'm looking at right now uh, by Zeke Miller and Chris Majerian. Uh, the headline is Biden pardons thousands for simple possession of marijuana. The article goes on to say that uh, Biden is pardoning thousands of Americans convicted of simple possession under federal law as his administration takes a dramatic step towards decriminalizing the drug and addressing charging practices that disproportionately impact people of color. That his move covers thousands that are convicted of the crime in the District of Columbia. He's also calling on governors of every state to issue similar pardons. Hey, Massachusetts, you listening? For those convicted of state marijuana office offenses, which reflect the vast majority of marijuana possession cases in the country. In terms of the federal government, we're talking about 6,500 people about whose lives have been, he says, upended, in some cases destroyed because of a marijuana conviction. He says that the move reflects his position. No one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana, said Joe Biden. Too many lives have been upended because of our failed approach to marijuana. It's time that we right these wrongs. No one is currently in federal prison solely for simple possession of the drug, but the pardon could help thousands overcome obstacles to renting a home, to finding a job, to getting in school, um, he talks about just how many thousands of people's lives have been turned upside down and they could be denied employment, educational opportunities. My action will help relieve the collateral consequences arising from these convictions. And he's directing the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the U.S. Attorney General to review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. So let me very briefly explain it as a Controlled Substance Act and on it is a federal drug schedule. Marijuana is a schedule one drug on that drug schedule. Um, I know that I, together with Bill Newman, we have represented people who have been given uh, sentences in excess of 30 years as a result of the war on drugs. We've received pardons under Obama, but there are just way too many people whose lives have been just really impacted adversely because of this ridiculous prohibition um, against a drug that we all know alcohol does far more to uh, promote disorder in our society than, than marijuana ever has. And I'd like to talk to that about that with our scientist in residence, Brian Adams. Hello, Brian. Hey, Buzz. Uh, Ashfield must be beautiful in this crisp fall, gorgeous weather out there day. Um, Buzz, How was it there in the valley? Beautiful. 72 or something and just not a cloud in the sky. Buzz, I have a question. Why um, there's only 4,500 uh, pardons that Biden would issue? I mean, there are there are tens of thousands of people languishing in, in prison or lives that have been destroyed, right? What What is it about this 4,500? What, what is that all about? That's a really good question. I might have misspoken. I think it's 6,500 that have been convicted for simple possession under the federal law, crossing state lines and the like with marijuana. Um, but you're right. There are tens of, I dare say, I don't know this, I dare say maybe it's 100,000 plus um, over the decades, over the years that have been impacted. But it's mostly by state convictions. And the federal government, including the president of the United States, has no jurisdiction to commute to or pardon 
um, people who have been convicted by states. So he's calling on governors and, and leaders in each of the six territories of the United States, Puerto Rico, for example, to, uh, to similarly pardon people under their own laws. But that's, that's a very important question. Here in Mar Massachusetts, I think listeners know we've had Luke Ryan here on the show, Luke Ryan and others have resulted in, I think it's 35,000 convictions being vacated, um, drug convictions, but their records haven't been sealed. And uh, we know that people like uh, John Staberski and Michael Cohen, um, who, and Josh Goldman, who are raising marijuana, their um, uh, project in Turnish Falls to cultivate marijuana is donating tons of money to get legal representation through community legal aid, um, free legal representation to um, unseal and then seal, seal their record so that it's purged from their record. I know in- Did I answer your question? I think so. I know in Florence, uh, where I live, the big controversy is citing yet another weed dispensary in town. And right at the main intersection in Florence there, for folks that know what the at the, the, the lights, um, there's Florence, uh, Florence Pizza, and it's been there forever, and they're vacating. That block has been bought, and a cannabis dispensary is uh, trying to get a permit to move in. And there's been a lot of controversy over that. Do we need another weed dispensary in Northampton? I think we have a dozen already. This would be number 13. Be the first one in Florence. It's a place that a lot of middle school kids congregate. Uh, on their way home from JFK, the, the the middle school, not too far away. But it's been a real interesting is issue. Of course, at the very same intersection, very same corner is a is a liquor store, and then right down the street is another liquor store. So you know, it's as you said, if you look at the the relative harm that drugs do, certainly marijuana pales in comparison with alcohol. That's that is for sure. Yeah. I I'm not sure I have statistics right, but the first time that I heard, this is a couple of years ago, a few years ago, I can't keep track of when we began, when NETA first opened as, as the second dispensary in the state. But uh, somebody complained, and city solicitor Alan Seawalt, Northampton's lawyer, um, famously said, um, well, I think we have 17 license, liquor licenses out there. Um, so I don't know why people are so upset if we have multiple marijuana dispensaries, but uh, there is a strong argument that it, it should not be done where children are. And, and I certainly understand that, but, um, you know, I, it's a separate issue. Yeah, the issue we're talking about here is whether or not it should be decriminalized and all those people, we're talking simple possession. We're not talking trafficking or, or uh, contributing to the delinquency of a minor, or an a, a criminal act that you did while under the influence of marijuana. But um, for simple possession of marijuana, enough already, don't you think? Oh, it's just crazy. It's for, you know, for people to be languishing in prison because they had a few joints on them is just, that's, that's criminal, not, not the fact that they had a few joints on them. My personal story is way back when in the day, and going back to the 1970s, I was arrested for possession of marijuana. Now, I'm a white uh, male. Who knows what would have happened if I had been a person of color? I'd probably still be in prison. But it was just insane. I mean, I was set up. A cop watched us go into a, a, uh, into a park um, that was closed for the winter, and we had no place to go. So we were setting up our tent at camp, and they just waited for us and then came in and busted us on a number of, uh, of different things, trespassing, an illegal fire, an illegal car, and possession of, of marijuana and hashish was the one that one that stuck, but you know we were put in prison. Our I'm put in prison, put in the jail. Our belts were taken. Our shoelaces were taken, so we wouldn't commit suicide. We we're in jail. This is a true story. Sitting in jail, and the fire alarm goes off in the jail. They 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 evacuate everybody except for us. My friend and I are sitting there. Well, <laughs> well what about us? Well, we're the ones that have the marijuana. We I guess decide. You know, you need the fire to light your to joints, burn. Right? 
So, I mean, it was just a crazy situation. Again, I can only imagine if I was a person of color. Where um, were you? If you don't mind. Um, it was Watkins Glen was the, in, in New York, which is a beautiful yeah. state park. Mm. Um, and, you know, we were, you know, I didn't have any money. My car, every time you stopped the car, you had to get a jump. So when the cop says, you, gotta, you have to leave the park now after busting us and appear in court the next morning, I said, well, can you give, a, give us a jump because I couldn't start the car. I mean, it was just, just crazy. You know, afterwards, thankfully, we got this uh, thing that's called ACD. I don't know if they still have it, Buzz. Acquittal and contemplation of dismissal. Well, if you don't in do New York, yeah, in New York, you, you don't call it something different. If you don't do the same thing in the same place within six months, then they sort of erase erase your record. So when so was I convicted? It's just not that conviction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your your um, your arrest stays on your record, but there's no conviction. It's uh, but it's illegal no to uh, Buzz. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you're filling out a job application. They cannot ask you if you've ever been arrested. Is that correct? They can only ask if no. you've ever been convicted of a crime. It depends on the state, Brian. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah. And um, a lot of employers don't know that it's inappropriate to ask that, and they think that it's relevant. And, of course, it depends on what you're applying to do. If you want to be a daycare provider... They have a right to know whether you've been arrested for a crime and to inquire of it because you're going to be in contact with little children, et cetera. Well, it's um, funny Funny you should say and, that. And that's a state-based uh, policy. Yeah, it's it's funny, really not funny that you said that because at the time I was arrested, I was working in a, in a, in a daycare center, and I go in the morning, and of course the, the, uh, the newspaper had a big article about it. It was like four paragraphs long about... Um, about me and my buddy's arrest. And, and I go in and all the other teachers are laughing. I'm thinking, why are they laughing? Why are they pointing at me? And they, they look at the article in the paper. So thankfully, I was surrounded by like-minded people who did not think that uh, I was a danger around uh, children, um, nor did I. But, um, but uh, you know, the, the other thing that's, that's interesting, we had a guest on our show, oh God, I don't know, six months ago or something, talking about psilocybin and the interest in um, decriminalizing psilocybin. I believe Northampton has it dec decriminalized uh, psilocybin. Right. And now it's... For, it's, for, for microdosing. Um, I thought it was... Is it just microdosing that they decriminalized it for? But I think well, that's going to... You know, I think Portland in Oregon as well. I thought it Amherst too, no? Amherst probably. Yeah. So that's going to be really an interesting drug to watch as yeah. it's, its usefulness in therapy for all sorts of things. Um, you know, PTSD and end-of-life issues is really, you know, being studied rigorously by some of the major institutions, Harvard and uh, MIT, I think, and Johns Hopkins are all really taking a look at its therapeutic uh, benefits. Um, right, but I really want listeners not to get confused that a state, certainly a... a town or a city like Amherst can't circumvent what the state statute prohibits, but the state can't circumvent what the federal government prohibits. The Controlled Substances Act is an act of Congress that pertains to every state and territory and district, and uh, it enables the federal drug schedule to determine what is or isn't unlawful, including psilocybin and other psychotropic. So, so you know. even even though Massachusetts, it's legal to uh, purchase weed and possess weed and grow your own weed. The feds could come and arrest you on a federal offense. Is that correct? They yeah. Do. Well, they they'd be in in better stead if it was on federal land or if you were transporting it. Uh, in a way that, like on a train or crossing state lines and that sort of stuff. However, technically, yes, the the federal government could enforce it because it is against the United States law, and that's what Biden has attacked today. Well, I say, you know, I do want you, you were saying it isn't funny, but I'm going to this past weekend. Um, we spent days celebrating the life of our dear friend Larry Sheehan. Uh, Larry died last Saturday, and uh, a week ago Saturday, this past Saturday. So um, we, last weekend, we had a, a 
very large gathering and I was one of the people who spoke at the gathering and uh, I told the story that I will never forget from Larry. Larry, um, decades ago, maybe 30 years ago, told us that he learned his lesson. He will never smoke dope and drive again because one time he got, which is a good idea, right? But one time he got stoned and he got pulled over and the officer said license and registration and larry said oh was i speeding officer and he said sir you were going five miles an hour which can be yeah, dangerous great story. can it's be dangerous great story. as well i think buzz we're going to take a little break here and stick with us and we'll be back with more talk right after this This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Election Day is just a little over four weeks away. And on our show, we'll continue to cover the ballot questions. There are four of them. I believe fervently in Yes on Four, the driver's license question, and Yes on One, the fair share amendment. And on our next show, we'll address the fair share amendment. That's Friday at 9 Bill Newman, weekdays at 9. And again at 5. WHMP, news, information, and the arts. It's October 2022, and that means it's Kringle Candle's 12th anniversary. Stop by Kringle Candle on South Street in Bernardston for their 12th anniversary sales event this Friday through Monday. Kringle Candle is open from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. All large and medium candle jars, Halloween candles, and fall decor items are on sale. Shop the new Kringle Holiday Fragrances just released. Visit the Gourmet Shop and enjoy much more. For more information, go to KringleCandle.com. Why work for just any hospital when you can work for Cooley Dickinson Hospital in Northampton? Cooley Dickinson Hospital is the winner of the Best Local Choice Award by the Daily Hampshire Gazette's 2022 Reader's Choice Awards. And right now, they're offering a $10,000, yes, a $10,000 sign-on bonus for inpatient and emergency department nurses. Don't wait. Apply online today at cooleydickinson.org. 586-1000. Good phone number, right? It's the number Whalen Insurance got when we opened in 1961. It's still our number more than 60 years later. If you need an insurance quote or have a claim, just call 586-1000. We answer the phone, ready to help. That's our pledge to you. Until now. Now when you call, we'll answer. And if it's something clerical or routine, like an address change, we're going to transfer you to the Arbella Insurance Call Center in Quincy. You'll be connected with a real person there, too. You won't be entering your policy number on the dial pad. The Arbella Call Center. I told myself Whalen Insurance would never do this, but insurance agent friends all over New England tell me it actually works really well. So we're going to try it. And if it doesn't work well, I'm sure you'll let us know by calling 586-1000. Whalen Insurance. Local people, local service, local insurance. In partnership with Arbella Insurance. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. So thanks for joining us. I, I love this segment because I get to talk to uh, Brian Adams. Brian, I'm looking out the window of my garden, um, at which we are here in Asheville. We usually run about seven degrees cooler than you do there in Northampton. Um, and so we have we have some hardy spinach left. We our lettuce is basically gone. We've we've pulled our beets, our onions. We've pulled most things. And I do have a few questions that you might be able to answer. You've been focused for the last uh, 
several weeks, maybe the last four or five weeks on the harvest, which I've loved. It's been really interesting talking to these farmers, talking to Representative Jim McGovern about his commitment to agriculture and of course knowledge about the importance of, of agriculture and buying local and in the time of climate change. But so Marcin, my wife Marcin and I have had a long-standing debate, which is, is it better to till and aerate the soil and turn over the organic material that you have into the soil um, or not to because by because the tines at the bottom of the tiller uh, compact the soil underneath and make it harder for next year's uh, uh, crops to shove their roots down deeper. What's what's your take on that? To till or not to till? That is the question. <laughs> Um, and for le for listeners, uh, we've pivoted away from weed and now we're going to weeds in general and gardening in particular. Um, I think, you know, the, the new thing is that the no-till method of gardening, the least disturbance of soil, the better. All those microorganisms, all that carbon that's locked up in soil can be disturbed, can be released when you're tilling. Um, less is better. Um removing or moving the soil as little as possible. Uh, what we try to do is pull things up um, without really digging them up, pulling them up by their roots, or sometimes just cutting them off and then throwing uh, uh, straw on to, uh, to sort of keep the weeds out because weeds do uh, love a vacuum, and when there's nothing else in there, they will encroach even, even at this time. So less till is better. No till may be the best, but you know it depends on it depends on on what you're doing out there. And listeners, be advised: this weekend we're talking about temperatures in the low 30s, and you know what that means? That means frost is on its way. So if you have some frost-sensitive crops, and I believe marijuana is one of them, we're talking about that and talking about illegally able to grow a couple or so plants out there, you want to be pulling that in um, before the frost hits too hard. We have a lot of sweet potatoes still out there, and sweet potatoes like to get uh, sugary when it's starting to get cool, but once that frost hits, you got to get them out pretty quickly. So, and our cherry tomatoes been a banner crop for us this year, and we're going to be yanking most of those off before the weekend as well. How about you, Buzz? What do you still got in your garden? Well, we don't have tomatoes anymore. I think we pulled those maybe not quite two weeks ago. Um, I think we have spinach. We have some flowers being, they're beautiful. Our, our cosmos and um, zinnias and uh, a ton of flowers that I'm looking out at right now that are really doing well. We don't have that many vegetables. We, we had a bumper crop of, of butternut squash and acorn squash. Um, we had, uh, we didn't have the zucchini. I don't know why. It's usually the easiest thing to grow in this year. And we had the uh, opposite. We had a huge amount of zucchini and very few butternut squash. So, you know, there, sometimes there's no method to the madness. Mother nature does what she wants to do and the zucchini and butternut follow suit and do what they want to do. Um, we are well, getting, Bruce, you're pretty close to sea level, right? And we're like almost 1,400 feet. So yeah, it's a big difference. It might be a, a difference. difference. I don't know. I think we are just out of time here, Buzz. You want to take us to break here? Well, um, I always love just chatting with you, Brian. I love this time of year. Uh, hey, folks, next uh, this weekend is uh, the Asheville Fall Festival. Do come. It's a wonderful experience. People have a lot of fun doing it and um, we are going to take a break and we're going to be back with Bruce Nimzik and the Bombex folks talking about jazz, the Northampton Jazz Festival which just ended last uh, this past weekend and uh, what's going on at Bombex. We'll be right back. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, both. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP.
For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. Northampton Mayor Gina Louise Shera is hoping to leverage the Massachusetts Vacant Storefront Program to revitalize some sheltered commercial spaces downtown. The city is partnering with the state to offer tax credits to new businesses that open in currently empty space. Shera's Chief of Staff, Alan Wolf says the program is vital. It's a way that the city can demonstrate that we have skin in the game and a stake in this new business's success and in filling this spot that we would desperately like to have an active business that is generating foot traffic for downtown Northampton. The city's application to designate much of downtown as a certified vacant storefront district was approved unanimously by the state's Economic Assistance Coordinating Council. A Massachusetts law school says it's guilty of accidentally sending acceptance emails to thousands of former and current applicants. Northeastern University School of Law, in a statement Wednesday, blamed a technical error for the glitch. The school said the erroneous emails went to more than 200 people who applied for admission starting next fall, as well as to nearly 4,000 former applicants, some of whom are already enrolled. The school quickly sent out a second email explaining the error and said admission decisions would be made later in the academic year. Amherst is tightening their rules for street numbers on homes and buildings. The town council voted on a revised bylaw to urge residents and businesses to prominently display their street numbers. The aim is to improve public safety to ensure first responders can easily identify where they're going. The bylaw includes warnings and eventually fines for those that do not comply. Plenty of sunshine this afternoon and a light breeze, a high of 72 to 76. Variable clouds tonight, patchy fog, overnight low of 46 to 52. Sun cloud mix tomorrow, chance of an afternoon shower, a high of 70 to 74. Bright and mid-50s on Saturday. I'm 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 101.5 WHMP. Do you know what's happening this Friday at 9 a.m.? Is this week's Shop Friday? Hangar Pub and Grill? Correct! They go on sale this Friday at 9 a.m. Full value gift certificates and you save 30%. Famous for their amazing wings and beer, the Hangar Pub and Grill has multiple locations throughout Western Mass. The Hangar Wings paired with an Amherst Brewing beer is perfect before a game. After work, lunch. Check them out. Get ready to save 30% beginning Friday at 9 a.m. The Shop 30 store at whmp.com. Buy a mattress online? There are at least a hundred websites that'll ship you a mattress rolled up like a burrito and stuffed in a box. Wait a minute. You and your mattress will spend seven or eight intimate hours together every night for years. Don't you need more than pixels to know what it actually feels like? Maybe you could just lay on the screen and... Hi, it's Robin from Talon Furniture. We mostly sell therapeutic mattresses at Talon. Not Tempur-Pedic, not trying to mislead you. Come to Talon Furniture and lay down on a Therapeutic. I'll leave you alone. You can see how you are together. Therapeutic mattresses are clean. No toxic off-gassing. I've been to the factory in Brockton. Yes, they're made by fellow Red Sox fans. You like eating local? Try sleeping local. Talon delivers and sets it up. We don't just drop a big burrito on your doorstep. You won't have to wrestle it through the kitchen or up the stairs. Talon Furniture, a real store just down the hill from Amherst College. At American National, we understand the tried-and-true farm and ranch lifestyle, and what's important to you is important to us. You deserve an insurance plan custom-made to meet all the specific needs of your agribusiness operation. American National offers flexible farm and ranch policies with package options to help better protect your livelihood. We're right by your side. For more information and to connect with a local American National agent, just visit AmericanNational.com. American National Property and Casualty Company and Affiliates, Springfield, Missouri. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And welcome back for those who have been with us. And welcome aboard for those who are just coming on board. This is our Take 5 weekly segment. Uh, Bruce Nimzik is here, I think. You have Cassandra, um, one of the principals from, uh, from the Bombic Center for Arts and Equity with you. Is that right? That's Cassandra Holden Buzz. Yeah, you get the, you're asking, name get the last name. Yeah, that's her last name. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, you need your last name too. Sure. Yeah. All right. So I, you know, when I when I said Bombex, I thought we were going to talk about that little caterpillar, the butterfly, the moth that you know was responsible for the silk industry in Florence. But gosh, uh, and all the mulberry trees. But I guess we're going to talk about the new uh, entertainment venue that Cassandra is. Uh, uh, one of the principles of it. It's, it's really a great space. 
a good place to see concerts. And, you know, I was really unaware of how many events she has they have planned. I didn't I didn't realize until just a moment ago that Tuck and Patty are going to be there tonight at 7 o'clock. So, Cassandra, I know you from a while ago as you were a fashion designer. And what the heck made you decide to open a uh, entertainment venue, you and Kyle? What were you thinking? Well, uh, well thinking of a lot of things. So as you mentioned, my first career was in fashion, and I really loved that. And then I got to a place in that career where I felt like I was making beautiful <laughs> things for people who could afford them. But, you know, there was it, fashion is ephemeral. Um, you know, maybe someone wears something a few times, but it doesn't really endure. And, um, you know, from there, I went on to do this work, bringing public art into affordable housing. Um, and, you know, that like there's something about working at that kind of scale that was really attractive and understanding that, you know, when you bring art and culture into the community and you make that available to everyone, like you convey a sense of dignity and hope. Um, and that's really important. And so, you know, coming out of the pandemic, like the awareness, um, you know, that we as a community really needed to come together and we needed to find ways to like celebrate and reconnect with our neighbors and, you know, just experience that, that sense of connection um, really stuck with me. And, you know, I learned that the Florence Congregational Church, um, you know, they had been struggling, they'd been looking for a buyer, they really were clear that they wanted this beautiful building to remain a resource for the community and not, you know, sell it to a developer and make 12 new expensive condos or, you uh, know, another block of offices, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, you know, it, Kyle and I have been producing events and festivals, and this was just a natural extension of that. You were laudable productions, is that what you what you're yes is, yes I th okay I thought so what a, what an amazing space I mean the the Congo uh, church years ago a few years ago I went to a uh, bat mitzvah they were renting space to uh, one of the uh, synagogues what is it uh, Be I can't remember Beta Hava Beta Hava yes and uh, so it's it's a multi-purpose building right now right next to Florence Grammar School where I was a lad <laughs> and the history of the area in that area when it, you know, Frederick Douglass spoke there and Sojourner Truth and David Ruggles. And it's, it's got this long history in Florence and now it's a brand new space. Um, did the yeah, pandemic bombix <laughs> references that history that, right. you know, there was a group of radical abolitionists and they imported silk moths and mulberry yeah. trees to the area because they wanted to spin silk and reject southern cotton, and they started a sugar beet farm because they wanted to reject, you know, sugar and, you know, these two important crops that were really, you know, grown, harvested, you know, all of that work was done with slave labor. And so this was about creating, you know, an alternative economic model. But also, you know, silk production is creative, like you're making some beautiful textiles from that. And it's, you know, so the name really references that, that creative thinking, that thinking about ecology and economy and creativity, sort of all bound up in this this idea and this space. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. It's amazing that little history of Florence, which um, I'm sure Buzz could probably get somebody on to talk about that because it's, it's a fascinating time. Um, well, actually, Cassandra has been on. Cassandra and Kyle did talk about that, and we've, we've talked about it several times. It, it is a remarkable time, and I can't, I, I'm terribly struck, not terribly wrong word, I'm wonderfully struck by thinking that 1842, there were activists, there were teachers, there was Frederick Douglass talking mm. about gender equity and talking about giving women the right to vote mm. and working the Underground Railroad right in Florence, Massachusetts. And a lot of the businesses there were to support abolition. Uh -huh. Those radical ideas at the time or ideas that, well, uh, <laughs> a lot of us. A, a, fr uh, a, a friend of ironically, we're still working on that stuff, right? Yeah, like we, we sure are. Article yeah. 170 years ago, and here we are. Yeah, here we are. A friend of <laughs> mine. Working on the contemporary. A friend of mine owns a house in the neighborhood that was a stop on the Underground Railroad, and it's just such a fascinating time. But let's get back to uh, Bombex. You guys must have been impacted by uh, 
the pandemic as far as attendance. I know you had uh, you know mask requirements and vaccination cards at one time, and you had some great shows that I I missed. You had Terrence Blanchard and uh, Regina Carter, who I would have loved to see. I met Regina oh years ago in uh, Cancun at a at a little festival they had there. That's a tiny woman. Gosh, and what else have you had, and what do you have coming up? Well, we actually opened with um, Dee Dee Bridgewater and Paul Charlap, or Bill Charlap, sorry, um, which was an amazing, just outstanding performance. And Dee Dee actually really connected with the history of Florence Mm -hmm. and um, spent a little time across the street communing with the the sculpture of Sojourner Truth that's there. Um, And uh, if you're not a performer, you might not know this, but when you stand on the stage at Bombex and you look out the double doors, you can actually look directly at Sojourner. So it's this really powerful connection to that, that history. Yes, that has to be a moving moment for certain performers, I'm sure. Yeah. And Yeah. So we had, as you mentioned, Terrence Blanchard. We presented Regina Carter over at the Drake. Uh, we had Sweet Honey in the Rock here for a Holy Days performance in December. I mean, it's just been an incredible roster. We've had you know, Glenn David Andrews from New Orleans, as you mentioned right. before. We have Tuck and Patty tonight. Um, we had uh, Valley favorite uh, Sean Colvin um, just a few days ago. And uh, one of the things that's really exciting about this space is that we have this pipe organ that's in good condition. And so for our Halloween bash, we have Club Delph coming, and John Modeski is coming back for the third time this year because he's fallen in love with the pipe organ, and now that's part of his performance. Well, that's great. Uh, Yeah. Now, so you've established yourself as a venue, do you have trouble finding performers or as you establish yourself well enough that they now seek out you? I know that would happen with the Iron Horse years ago. If a, if somebody was doing a gig in Boston and a gig in New York, they'd stop at the Iron Horse and you know, along the way. Are you finding that as a possibility for you guys? Yes, absolutely. Super. So uh, yeah. Kyle, my partner, you know, he has a decades-long career in the music industry and these relationships with artists and agents that, you know, go back years. And it's mm-hmm. certainly true that, you know, um, you have a lot of these big-name artists who play a major market on a, you know, a Friday or Saturday night. But, you know, it's great for us because maybe there's a Thursday or a Sunday when or a Wednesday when they can make a stop here and we can have a beautiful show um, you know, and it's like, it's that, you know, that A-list talent that normally you would drive to New York to see, but we can, right. we can have those performances here in the Valley in our, you know, cozy space in Florence, which is phenomenal. And conversations that I've had with artists such as, well, we used to see at the, uh, Green Street Trio, the, uh, workshop that they held is you, you talk with these artists and they really appreciate an intimate space and they really, really appreciate when people come and actually listen instead of talk and rattle their cocktail glasses. And I'm sure that's really a big deal for uh, the performers at the Bombex. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's very much a listening room. Um, the acoustics are excellent. And I think it's the, you know, the sort of regal quality of the space that sort of puts you in the frame of mind, you know, to really listen. And because because we're not a bar, you know, there's mm-hmm. a bar at the back of the room. And so you don't have, you know, glasses clinking and mm-hmm. fork scraping and all of that kind of distracting activity. You know, it's really a place to tune in to what the artist has to offer. And they, they feel that like the performance is different when the audience is really, you know, coming with you on that journey and hanging on your every note. And, you know, we're incredibly fortunate to be able to create that. Um, let's see. Now, what would if you could put the ideal show in Bombex? What, where would you? Uh, what would be your uh, preference? Uh, who oh, do, who would you love to see? Already, it? and we're going to continue. Really? It's oh. not, it, there isn't there isn't one ideal show. Um, you know, for example, the show with Sweet Honey and the Rock last December was utterly mesmerizing. Yeah. Um, you know, we also had uh, Harold Lopez Musa, who's this incredible mm-hmm. Cuban pianist, and like. That just blew everybody away. We, over the course of the summer, um, hosted a two-day series called uh, called Cello Fest, and um, you know, cellists from across the country convened, and it was a series of contemporary performances. 
some of which were just utterly spellbinding that, you know, you could just like the audience inhaled and didn't exhale for several mm-hmm. minutes. Um, so it's, you know, it's not just one thing. We really want to be a home for a variety of genres and types of experiences. Um, we, in April, hosted the Collider Fest and Combo Chambita and Lido Pimienta did this, like, phenomenal finale at the end of, of their set where they were essentially showering this young girl with blessings, like positive wishes for her future. And, you know, they're just, there was like the entire audience was, you know, doing a sort of call and response with them and, you know, filling the room with all of these wonderful, you know, wishes for this young person. I mean, who could have imagined that that would happen? But that's, that's another example of, you know, when people are really present, those magic moments emerge. I believe our friend. And I I think Cassandra is right. When you talk about the eclectic, people should look at the Bombex site. There is an eclectic mix of performers that are are coming, and that's what's wonderful. I was there for that opening concert with Bill Charlap and Didi Bridgewater. It was magical. And so many of us, you know, we were, we had our masks on and, I was up in the balcony. I was in the first row of the balcony so I could get a really good look. And people were shoulder to shoulder. It was the first time I'd been shoulder to shoulder with people. And everyone was respectful of that. But we all forgot about it because it was just such a mesmerizing concert. We are going to take a break. We're talking with Cassandra Holden. We're talking bombics and music, the incredible. Um, uh, you know what? Tonight there are still tickets, I see, for Tuck and Patty. <laughs> I first saw Tuck and Patty 40 years ago and fell in love with them, and I'm embarrassed to say I haven't seen them since. Uh, I'm going to ask my wife, do we want to go to and, and, and see them tonight? But take a look at oh, this the, array. They are it's definitely crazy. worth we'll seeing, back. that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. We're going to be back with Bruce Nimzik and Cassandra Holton talking about Bombix on the Take 5 segment right after these messages. Stay with us. Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk. Talk about things you'd like to do. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg. 101.5 WHMP. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. What what I'm trying to communicate is that there are many, many layers of of safety management in place at Eversource to ensure that we reduce as much risk as as possible. Does the Bliss Street Station intentionally vent gas regularly? Because I can tell you that it that's gas. Pretty much every time I've gone to that area, I have smelled gas. 1015, 1400, and 1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. You want the very best opportunities for your child. Given the amount of time children spend in school each day, you want your child to be inspired, to be engaged, to love going to school. At Bement, each student experiences this every day. The Bement School in Deerfield is a close-knit community of students from around the valley and across the globe. Kindergarten through ninth grade, learning from each other in the classroom, rooting for each other on the athletic field, and celebrating each other on the stage. We are local, we are global, and our differences make us stronger. We interact face-to-face, share meals together every day, and open doors for one another. The true essence of your child's time at Bement is preparing for a life of integrity, of significance, of joy. Financial aid and transportation are available to help make a Bement school education possible. I'm Kim Laughlin, Director of Admission. Please contact me or visit our website. Bement will be the best investment you make in your child's future. Hi, this is Dr. John Corsetti, President and Sports Surgeon at New England Orthopedic Surgeons, the premier subspecialty orthopedic group in Springfield, East Longmeadow, and now Northampton. No matter the season, our team is ready to tackle any orthopedic injury from shoulders to ankles and everything in between. Here's this week's injury wrap-up for your New England football team. Quarterback Brian Hoyer suffered a head injury in Sunday's loss in Green Bay and is questionable to play this Sunday. Wide receiver Jacoby Myers missed his second straight game on Sunday but is expected to play next week when New England hosts Detroit. Jalen Mills continues to rehab the hamstring injury he suffered against the Ravens in Week 2 and is questionable for this Sunday. Linebacker Lawrence Guy is nursing a shoulder injury and is questionable for this Sunday's home game. 
This week's injury wrap-up is brought to you by New England Orthopedic Surgeons. So, if you want the best orthopedic team to give you the best individualized care plan, then visit neortho.com to schedule your appointment. New England Orthopedic Surgeons, we help people get back in the game. Want to support the kind of talk you hear on the afternoon buzz? Want to hear your business's message here on WHMP? Email us, your message at whmp.com. We'll help you craft a marketing message that'll reach listeners of your favorite WHMP show. And we'll be supporting the local news, valley talk, and progressive voices you hear right here on WHMP. Let us know about your message. Email us, your message at whmp.com. And add your message to our mission. And hear your message right here on WHMP. Your message at whmp.com. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And we are back with our Take 5 segment with Bruce Nimzik, who is talking Bombix with Cassandra Holden. Bruce? Well, Cassandra, while we were at break, you brought up some other shows that are coming up. So, uh, And you're, and you're pr- promoting a few, few shows at the Drake this year. Let's hear about those. Sure. Um, so sort of rounding out our offerings this weekend over at Bombix, we have Majid Beckus, and he's this incredible um, Nowen guitar player. Um, and for those who are unfamiliar with that, like that, that particular musical form is really meant to sort of induce a trance and bring you into this other mental space. And Bombix is a perfect place to hear that. Like this is you know, in many ways, this is sacred music, and we've been doing a series of performances um, around that called Sacred Sounds. Um, and Majid is actually part of our guitar series, but so this is a great intersection of those two things. Um, so we hope folks will come on Saturday and check that out. And then um, we have the Common Heart over at the Drake this weekend, as well as the Neils Valley Favorites. Um, so this will be the first time um, that the Neils are coming over to the Drake and Amherst, which is great. I'm excited to welcome them there. And um, then uh, next week we have Witch and Paint, which is going to be an incredible dance party. So people should definitely come ready for that. Um, and then hot on the heels of that, we have the Huntress and Holder of Hands, Dead Gowns and Aisha Burns, um, also over at the Drake and Amherst. And um we actually had Aisha Burns open here at Bombex recently for a show, and she's just an incredible singer-songwriter. Like her, you know, her phrasing and her lyrics are really moving. So I encourage folks to go, you know, go go check it out. We have a wide variety of things um, coming up, including um, Imran at the end of the month. Um, so just there's a little bit of everything. Well, you, it's, you know, the two of you are very, very busy. That's for sure. Right? <laughs> Do you have any time for a personal life, or is it just uh, Bombex 24-7? Uh, well, actually, you know, now that we've come into the fall and our festival season is behind us, you know, Mill Pond was phenomenal this year, but, mm-hmm. you know, now we're able to sort of wind down a little bit. Um, I've actually been enjoying, like, Kyle and I love to cook, so one of my favorite things at the end of the day is that we, you know, open up the bags of farm share and figure mm-hmm. out right. what we're going to make to dinner for dinner and just mess around in the kitchen. Now, just just one fallback into your former career as a fashion designer. I just thought about a, a jacket that you made for our friend Silas Koff. It was. Uh, ah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> all right, I don't want to embarrass you. I mean, just just it's the fact that you know. Kyle. Well, the fact that you know Silas is almost embarrassing, but. but uh, well, I think we all feel that way. But, yeah. You know. Yes, indeed. But we have great affection for him. Yes, true that. True that. Um, let's see. Uh, Bombex space. I have. I, 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 I just want to encourage I, listeners to go to the website for Bombex, B-O-M-B-Y-X, because I love the way you've laid it out, Cassandra. I don't know who did your your IT stuff, but um, you look at an artist or a group that will be performing, and it tells you right there. It has a photograph of them and tells you what date they're performing. And if you just run your cursor over without even clicking, it'll give you the date, the time, the cost, easy to get tickets and information about that performer. Some of them, you can actually listen to some of the music of that performer. It's a very accessible website and uh, it makes it easy for people to uh, make a decision about whether to go and hear a particular performer and, uh, and get tickets and support the Bombix 
center. So I just wanted to tell you that I, lo I love your website. And myself, oh, thank you. Myself being a Luddite who doesn't really do websites, I find what's great about the Bombex people is I see their handbills and everything. Like Buzz just said, they're all beautifully done. Uh, I've seen them when I've been at shows at the Drake and different places. So you can actually get hard copies if you're like me and you don't really do that online thing. <laughs> Yes, you can pick up our posters and put them on the refrigerator yes. or go to the website, which is bombix, B-O-M-B-Y-X dot live. It's not dot com, it's dot live, L-I-V-E. And then, yeah, as uh, Buzz was mentioning, when you click on a show, we also do a deep dive about each of the artists. So you can click on their profile, you can watch a video, you can listen to music. Many of them will have a Spotify playlist, you know, some other just, and particularly because we're bringing a lot of international artists who may not have been here before, it's a great way to learn about new music and, you know, check out these different performers before you buy a ticket. Well, that's great. We and it's a very intimate setting. It, it, you really feel like you're there with the performer, not just, you know, staring at a performer who's 200 feet away. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're right. You're all in it together. It's, it's a wonderful site. You know, not to thank you. And actually some of my favorite seats are up in the balcony. Um, you know, you had mentioned before coming to the Dee Dee Bridgewater and Bill Charlap show, the, the, the thing that I love about those front row balcony seats, particularly for our piano focused shows, is that you can really see the pianist's hands. You can see all of this, like their incredible playing and, you know, the intimacy in a way that, you know, if you're sort of at eye level, it's a little bit different. So it's a different, like you can really connect with what they're doing. Sure, and you can figure out all the chord changes and what to do with them when you get home yourself. Maybe not, but <laughs> Buzz can. Well, you I, can aspire to. You can aspire to. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Bill Charlop is just an amazing performance. And speaking of, uh, to bring up last Saturday's uh, concert at the Academy, Bill Charlop's wife, Renee Rosnes, man, she can play also. That has to be a lot of fun around that household. Oh, I can only imagine. And, you know, and Bill is such an entertainer. Like, he and Dee Dee have such a marvelous <laughs> rapport on stage, and he himself, you know, is very engaging and warm and funny. Well, I'm getting the sign from Dan that it's time to wrap this up. So thank you very much, Cassandra, and everybody that's listening. You really got to check this place out because it's wonderful, and they got a great show there tonight if you're available at 7 o'clock. Tuck and Patty, tonight, 7 o'clock, Bonvick Center for Arts and Equity. Thank you, Cassandra. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Everybody Buzz. else, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Talk with you tomorrow, Friday, at 4 o'clock. Talk to you then. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 All right, thanks, everybody. HMP. WHMP is looking for organizations that regularly distribute information about employment opportunities to job applicants or have job applicants to refer. If your organization would like to receive notification of job vacancies at our station, please notify us at Careers, WHMP Radio, 15 Hampton Avenue, Northampton, Massachusetts, 01060, phone number 413-586-7400, or email jobs at whmp.com. Saga Communications is an equal opportunity employer and encourages minorities and females to apply. The Literacy Project is the place to go if you are an adult looking to improve your reading, writing, and math skills, or if you want help preparing for the high school equivalency exam and preparing for college. To find out about our free classes Live in local Franklin news and, and talk Counties, for Northampton and the Valley since 1950. WHMP Northampton. WHMQ Greenfield. Northampton Radio Group Station.